Ladies and boys, Andy here, day 120 of the Inner Winner Show. I just got done recording a podcast with Radical, who's been on a couple of previous podcasts. And it was a really long one, so I'm going to split it into two separate parts. And this first part will be about simping, whether or not it works, whether or not it's a good strategy or a horrible one, whether or not there's a better way, and all that kind of good stuff. Enjoy, you sexy motherfuckers. Yeah, eat the fucking food, dude. Like, don't waste the food. They're sausages. They can last. Yeah, but don't eat them cold, bro. Eat them hot. No, no. Sausages are better cold, in my opinion. Yeah, Imogen would kill you for that. One of her, like, weird fucking freaky things is she won't eat cold meat, like, ever. No form of cold meat, apart from ham. That's, like, a deal breaker. Like, break up with her. That's, like, serial killer shit, right? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I think I'm dealing with a serial killer. She probably, like, fucking murders children and, like, rapes kittens and shit. Like, who doesn't eat cold meat? I mean, it's quite a normal thing. I, I don't know. I don't eat salami or um, what else. There's a lot of stuff I don't really like. Like, there's a, like you know, like, um, like pepper, uh, what's the pepperami? Do you know pepperami? And, like, jerky. You mean the salami with the pepper shit in it? Yeah, and jerky and stuff like that. I don't like, um, like, dried, cold stuff. Um, or really anything that's overly spiced. I like I like it pretty much like normal in a sandwich. That's like how I like my cold meat, pretty much. You you like it vanilla, boy? I do like it vanilla in more way in more different areas than just food. I think mm. you're very non-vanilla as a, a you know in terms of your tastes. What are we, are we talking about food here, or are you talking about like your mum? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to give you a compliment and say you were interesting with your, your palate is very wide. And then you just throw a crass your mum joke. I would say your mum is very interesting. <laughs> is she very wide as well? <laughs> <laughs> that was the more obvious one. I thought you were going to go for it. Anyway. No, I would never make like rude jokes about someone's mother. I'd never call someone's mother fat. I would just say like, I fucked your mom. But I would never say like, she's fat or she's dumb. I, I don't, I think that's really fucked up. I think that's across the line. But I think saying that you fuck someone's mom is like, that's just a joke. Okay. Okay. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> I feel your mom. Hey, are we putting this in the podcast or is it just random recording? We should probably put this in the podcast. Whatever, I don't give a shit. You can put the random Pepper Army conversation in the podcast. That'd be good. How about I just don't edit anything? One day I'm just going to release a podcast where I edit like nothing because I just can't be bothered. Just put the whole like shitty version. I want you to put like a 40-minute podcast up, which is just like the sound of you working. It's like a really avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. Like ASMR. Yeah, they can hear your voice in the background, but you don't start talking about anything. You know, someone's just like, is he going to start like a topic of conversation or is he just going to carry on talking to Emmy in the background? <laughs> oh, fuck. I should. And like, April, 4th. or I should do it like in a restaurant or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. For April, that would be holy shit, dude. That's like a legitimately genius idea. Like a whole fucking 45 minute idea. You should do like a record of like, Oh, they would never, okay, I don't know if a girl would ever be okay with it, but like recording a first date or something like that, that's really sketchy. Record, I think a recording approaches is quite sketchy because I never heard of a guy getting like, like if it's just like a blow off, you haven't got to have permission to put that anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and people put like yeah. first off approach videos up and audio of approaches online. And like, 
if you didn't, if she blew you off and you didn't get her number, how the hell do you have her permission to put that up? But whatever. I think people will just blur faces out, don't they, and stuff like that. I mean, you could do it, honestly. You could just walk up to people and be like, yo, I'm recording this whole conversation, but I thought you were hot and I wanted to say, hey. And she'll yeah, be like, wait, wait, you're recording? What are you talking about? And I'll be like, you're on YouTube, baby. You're famous. This is like a fucking prank. Anyway, let me get them digits. Show me that pussy, boy. You could do the prank invasion version and just hire models. Yeah. Oh, man. So many of them do that shit, don't they? Especially the ones, I don't know if you've seen the kissing in public ones that they do. Yeah. Where they're like, I walked up to a girl and just kissed her. And it's like, no, you fucking didn't, dude. They're in, I understand it because they're, they're in LA where random desperate actresses are like, must be so easy to find and pay to do this stuff. Like, you must be able to just hit up a modeling agency or something and be like, send me six girls who would be happy to do this on your YouTube video. And it must be so cheap. The rates must be like, like, it must be a no brainer on the amount of views you'll get and the amount of money you'll make off of it. I mean, that is like rich guy, desperate rich guy game. That is like the best place to go if you want that, which I'd never condone. But like, if you ever wanted to go somewhere where there's like young, vulnerable, desperate girls who do anything for like the promise of money, it's LA. But don't don't go there and do that. But yeah, Harvey Weinstein shit. Rob Lowe was talking about how like back in his heyday when he was like the hottest thing in Hollywood, he would just call his agent who and then... Um, his agent would send him like a book of models or new actresses in town and he would be able to just arrange a date and then get laid with any of them because he was Rob Lowe. And it's like, Jesus all, Christ, yeah. he would just arrange dates through his agent. And like, he could do it with like relatively famous girls as well, because who's going to say no to him? I mean, on one hand, that's cool. But on the other, like, Jesus, that's like, reminds me of that porn. Game. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point you just have to exist and, it's like being a girl. Didn't like Chris did this. He opened up his, uh, but Chris from Good Looking Loser once was talking about how easy it is for like anyone who's relatively well known to get laid at that point. Like he had he had girls hitting him up, and he was like barely well known, but he had like obviously like seventy thousand YouTube followers or whatever, and he was getting hit up in his DMs or whatever. And then someone like there was like a low level celebrity in England who like showed his Tinder account. Like he had like a verified celebrity Tinder account and he showed how like mad it was on the, on like the other side of it. I feel like, cause all that comes into my head is I can't remember which celebrity it was. It was one of the super fucking famous ones, like to the level of like Chris Pratt. Now it wasn't Chris Pratt, but it was like someone that famous. It was like a proper Hollywood celebrity. There's screenshots of this particular guy. I can see his face in my head, but I can't remember his fucking name. And He's such a fuck. He came across like such a fucking simp. And that's not a word that I use very often, but like he was just doing like the most nice guy shit with these girls. And like they didn't believe he was a celebrity, I guess, because of how like over the top, like pussified he was. He was like basically begging for dates from just random, like semi cute girls. And they all took screenshots and obviously mocked the shit out of him. And it went all over the internet and it blew up. And it's like, mate, at your point, all you have to do is be like, come over and then just take a fucking picture of you. I don't know, with a newspaper or something so they can see that it's really you and then invite them to your apartment. But he was playing it so fucking like nice guy that all these girls just got creeped out by him. I can't remember which celebrity it was. I wish I could because you could go and Google his name right now. Maybe you can Google like, I don't know, pathetic celebrity Tinder, something. I don't know what you would search for, but it's out there. He's super famous and it's really fucking weird to see someone like that in that position just being such a like, coward 
Dude, simp shaming is an absolute like is, is the businesses are booming at the moment. Like the amount of YouTube channels. Yeah. Stuff, like it used to be yeah. like cringe Reddit cringe kind of stuff. And it used to be focused on like neck beards and nice guy stuff and things like that. But it's now entirely focused on like simping and like who can do like find the worst simps you can online. And like the the I hope she sees this bro people on Twitter and stuff like that. It's really funny. But I, I've lost hours to this. I've kind of stopped looking. But it's yeah, it's. I you I think you've told me this was I don't know if you want to talk about it. It's a private conversation between us. But I think you said to me like simping. It, it will work occasionally that's why guys do it like once in like 30 like that tactic will actually work and pay off so that's why some guys will do it oh yeah simping is like an effective i shouldn't say effective it's a strategy that will work eventually otherwise no one would do it like people keep doing it because eventually they get rewarded for it so i would never even mock someone for being a simp it does make me cringe and it does like it hurts to see because it's like, man, just uh, I wish you could have a backbone. I wish I could have like 10 minutes with you to slap some sense into you and to tell you to stop this shit because it doesn't make it's not going to make you feel like a masculine man. You're going to even if you get her pussy, you're going to feel like you had to kind of cheat your way in there. You had to either pay money or you had to beg or you had to do super nice guy. You had to do favors for her just to have sex with her that that's not going to make you it's like if a girl had to do that shit to a guy she's not going to feel that great although you could say if she had to do that with a celebrity she would feel good if she slept with him so maybe that's not a good example do you not think there's more like but there are some girls who want to do that kind of behavior towards a guy do you know what i mean like there's like a yeah okay yeah you've you've come across more subservient kind of you know what i mean um girls who are yeah. desperate to please kind of girls and they see it as like like almost to the point where it's a kink, you know what I mean? Yeah, so maybe it doesn't, maybe you can't just flip the genders and say, oh, it doesn't work for women because you're right, a lot of them would be happy. Do you reckon there's any like simp guys who are genuinely happy doing it? Yeah, do you think it's, do you think it's a kink for a, lot, for a few of them or like maybe a lot of them? Maybe they're... I wasn't even going to say a kink. I was going to say like almost like that white knight feeling of like, you know, I got to look after this woman. That that like protective, because that's a very big part of masculinity, like protecting others. So maybe it's like they've twisted that and they've said, if I give her money, it's like I'm looking after her. I'm being a man. It's almost, I, I bet you there's a bunch of simps who say, I'm more of a man because I do all these like subservient behaviors to women. Like I'm actually more masculine than other guys who don't do that stuff. Yeah. There is, there is an actual, obviously, the um, when you take it to the extreme, the kink is called financial domination. I'm, I'm assuming you've heard of this, mm-hmm. uh, which is, that is yeah, but that that is like explicitly, this is what it is. You know what I mean? The women who yeah. do that are very, like, I am providing you with a fin dom service. You know what I mean? That was, mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole point. Um, so I respect yeah. that. Like, I respect that entire thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind if, if someone's making money that way good for you you know what i mean and if you like giving away thousands of dollars because you get legitimately off on it then yeah i'm not going to shame anyone who's into that but like if you're simping because you think it's a strategy to get a girl like ah uh, like there are so many better strategies do you know what i mean like the ones we we use and it's more masculine as well like approaching is and being like honest and forward on tinder and stuff like that and then moving and like moving on if you get rejected like learning how to deal with rejection um it's probably quite hard to get rejected as a simp like properly because you never really make a move for ages as well 
Yeah, I was having this discussion with Imogen the other day where I said, do you think I should do a couple of like YouTube videos or podcasts or something directed at like super newbies, like the kind of guys who would say like, you know, help, I've been in the friend zone for two years, what should I do? Like that kind of guy, like the guys who are like below average in terms of experience or confidence with women. And we were talking about like, how do you fix like someone who's into that simp stuff? Like, like, and when we're talking about simp, we don't just mean with money. We mean like a guy who thinks he's like orders of magnitude below the woman that he likes or any women. Like he thinks he's kind of a loser and women, he would be lucky to be with a woman. That's kind of what we mean by simp. And we sat there and we struggled to think like, how would you help that guy? It's almost like you have to just get them to the next level. Like, I'm sure you and I couldn't go up to a, a guy who's in that position and say, hey, bro, you just got to beat your approach anxiety and go outside and talk to 50 women and then go on Tinder and like, you know, use these BDSM lines. Like no way in hell is that guy ever going to do that. So it's like you have to take baby steps and get him to the next stage, which is, okay, you have to go up to the girl who friend zoned you for two years and you have to say yes or no. I really like you. Do you want to grab a drink or a coffee? And if she says no, you have to cut it off. It's almost like that's the next step. And you have to kind of like, it's like he's in a cult of simping or friend zone or whatever you want to call it, a cult of nice guy behavior. And you have to take him by the hand and really gently lead him out of it. Because if you and I gave him my website or good looking loser, he'd get freaked out immediately. And he'd say, we're like, you know, we're douchebags, we're misogynists, we're evil. No way in hell can that be a good strategy. It's evil, like all that kind of shit. The guy you're talking about, um, I don't, obviously, you know my reservations about the red pill and all that thing, but they do have that great uh, kind of point that Rolo talks about a lot, um, Rollo even, about the mm. trauma that you have to, like, there has to be, like, an actual trauma yeah. to go through. And that guy that you yeah. just described doesn't that sounds like someone, like, pre that traumatic event that you kind of have to go through before you, as I said, before you swallow the red pill, as they say, but as I would say, before you... I don't know, want to start taking yourself actually seriously and get results. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you haven't, that guy's just not aware as well of like what he's doing wrong. Like that he's not even, he doesn't know there's something else you can do, I think as well. That's the other thing. Like he'll read your advice, but he's just not ready to hear it at all because yeah. it's so far beyond the pale that he doesn't consider that an option, like what you talk about at all. Like he just doesn't. And, yeah, maybe that's why indirect yeah, game was sure. such a popular phenomenon when they brought it out with the PUA because guys weren't ready to hear about direct style. They would they yeah. had to hear about indirect because that was easier to sell, maybe. Yeah, we've very much niched down, haven't we? Like I was talking to Imogen about this as well recently, and I said, like, if I branch out, I would have a way bigger audience, as in if I spoke to more newbies. But she pointed out, I, I don't think I will do that, but she pointed out, like, the fact that you have niche down is why guys click with your website so much. The fact that you talk to the guys who are ready to hear it. Same with the red pill. The red pill isn't for everyone. It's for guys who are open to hearing what it has to say. And so because they're so niche, I think that's why they're so popular. Chris's niche was like, you're the same niche as Chris in many ways. Because yeah. it's, um, it's like the people who, I don't know, are kind of ready to hear what the answer is. I don't know. But a lot of what Chris did has branched out into the rest of the the, the sphere so because uh, when i listen to like a lot of guys who are more close more what we describe as puas they're very like 
they always talk about screening now and they always talk about looks and they always talk stuff that they didn't talk about in the, in the late 2000s. Yeah. You know what I mean, like they've all done a complete 180 and no one gives Chris credit, but I don't see where else it came from. Like a lot of like the whole looks, but no one else was saying that like maybe three other guys. He was the biggest platform that said what the, like the fundamentals should be. And now everyone says it. Oh, well, there must be someone else out there, but I have never found anywhere. And I did a whole bunch of research. You know about it when I searched for all the backlinks and stuff like that to see what other like pickup artist or get laid websites there were. And there's a couple, but Chris seems to have started the movement and all the other ones came after him. And a lot of them even talk about him and say like, you know, like I do. And they say like, he's, he's where I came from. So yeah. Black Dragon gets credit. Yeah. But Black Dragon doesn't talk about looks as much. He just says like, look decent. And you know he's fat himself. <laughs> he looks okay, which is like a no, which is which is like ah, uh, because you're not meant to. You yeah, I won't say he looks bad. I would not say he looks bad, but he's definitely chubby. He also looks like that rich business guy in his forties. You know what I mean? He has that like yeah, like that look pretty much nailed down, like what you'd expect to find. Like, um, he's, you wouldn't be surprised if he said, "Oh, I've got like three businesses and two kids or whatever like that." You wouldn't be surprised to hear that, would you? That's the way he looks. So. He fits the profile, I guess, of what he's selling. Is that what I would say? He does have a lot of yeah. success. So I don't doubt he does. Like He seems to have a lot of the same ideas about online dating as you do. It's just he does it. I don't know. He also has a lot of things like Sugar Daddy Game and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe one day you'll interview him and find out, Andy. I probably should at some point set it up, yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Just turn this into its own podcast. The simping, the the, the radical and Andy talk about simping <laughs> for twenty minutes and how to do it. I should okay at some point. I should yeah. I should do like a devil's advocate podcast on a couple of different ideas at some point, like how to simp effectively. Like if you're gonna simp, fine. I'm gonna teach you how to do it. It's like if someone says, I'm going to do heroin no matter what. The first thing you say is like, okay, fine. Make sure you use clean needles. Always use alcohol swabs. Don't use the same <laughs> vein. Right? So it's like you do the same with simping. <laughs> don't, don't offer more than like 1%. Don't offer more than like 5% of your monthly income. Make sure you don't eat through your savings. You know? <laughs> Never buy her more than two drinks. <laughs>